Entrepreneur MBA podcast purpose is to help existing business owners grow their companies past the $10 million in revenue per year benchmark. Here is your host, Stephen Halasnik. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Halasnik, and I am co-founder of Financing Solutions. Over the last 25 years, I have built six companies in the $5 million to $25 million range, and I can't tell you how important it is for businesses to have a line of credit so they can make an investment in their business or even for unexpected emergencies. Our line of credit program is easy to get in place, inexpensive when used, and costs nothing to set up, making it a great cash backup plan. If you'd like to learn more about our line of credit program, please visit us at fscreditline.com. That's FS as in Financing Solutions, creditline.com, or give us a call at 862-207-4118. If you apply today, we will even give you a $250 credit on file. Just remember the time to set up a line of credit is when you don't need it, so that when you do need it, it's ready to go and you're approved. Today, I am very excited to be speaking with Joey Myers from Lead Generation SEO Services. Joey has extensive experience in digital marketing and runs a search engine optimization agency called Lead Generation SEO Services. By writing Amazon best-selling books, uh, which, by the way, has grown his business threefold, Joey has also grown his email list from 3,500 to over 100,000 subscribers in a three-year time frame. Joey has also sold over 30,000 online video courses, books, online lessons, and drop shipping products. Joey, welcome to today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast. Thanks for having me on, Stephen. I appreciate it. Uh, so, you know what? The advantage I have of being the podcaster is that I get to pick topics that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And because I run a small business like everybody else, or run a couple small businesses and have done so. I get to pick ones that um, usually people are kind of interested in, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, today's topic is something that's been like on my agenda. It's not that we don't do this already, but, uh, but we don't, you know, I'm always trying to learn more, of course. And today's topic is how to grow an email list from thousands to hundreds of thousands. And, um, you know, we're probably going to get a lot of listeners on this because I think that's part of everybody's um, agenda, Mm -hmm. at least part of it. So, you know, maybe you, you could start off by telling us a little bit about, you know, how you got, not, not how you did it, but why you thought building an email list was going to be so valuable to you. Yeah. Well, Stephen, great question. And and the big one is I talked to friends or, or just other businesses that we work with that have products say, on Amazon and they're selling books on Amazon or they're selling products just good old widgets on, on Amazon. The problem with that is, is that Amazon gets all that information, gets all your customers information. Now, if you were running a Shopify store or something like that, you will get access to that info. But for those sellers that are just on Amazon, you're not getting any of that. And what we want is we want to capture that, especially the emails. If we can get the emails and the phone numbers, that'd be great. But emails is a big one. Because you can, like this last weekend, I had a I had my 41st birthday and we did for my baseball softball hitting website, hittingperformancelab.com, we did just a, a birthday send. It was a 41% off digital on our digital products coupon code. And I have access to all those people. I can email them whenever I want. And we made, I think, maybe five, six, seven hundred bucks in just probably an hour's of hours of time, hours work of time over the weekend, just 
concocting Friday, Saturday, Sunday, two emails to go out each day. So it's nice to be able to access that information from your customers. And plus with Facebook, those that are marketing on Facebook or aren't yet spending money on Facebook is you can take those emails and create what are called lookalike audiences. And what's cool about that is you can access the billions and billions of users that Facebook has, and it will take those emails and match those emails to others that are like those people. The interests are like those people. So with emails, you can do a lot of different things. Uh, phone numbers would be a step above, but emails are great. What do you do? Uh, is the, the phone numbers similar to the email addresses uh, in regards to Facebook, or do you do something else with the uh, phone numbers? Well, the phone phone numbers are nice because you can use them through SMS and text message, and you can market them because people, one of the big things with email, email was getting really stagnant because everybody was emailing customers. And they were getting, everybody out there probably has gotten every email from anybody. And so it's hard and you have to discern what are the right emails or not. The, then they moved to the Facebook instant messenger. So there's, there's programs like AI bots and things like that, that you can use on your website that are maybe help bots, right? Artificial intelligence. And you can interact with those people on your site or have the bot interact with people and now you can contact those people through the Facebook Messenger. And that way, your message is getting to your customer outside of the email barrage of emails that everybody's getting. They're like a 90% or 80% open rate on that instant messenger. Well, people always have their phone on them. And, and if they have their notifications turned on, they'll get those messages. But then if, they, if you have their email and your text messaging, that's even better than the 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 messenger app because most people are going to have their notification for their text turned on. So it'd be more, more of a SMS or text play than, uh, than anything having their phone number. Yeah. I mean, I have to be a little bit of a devil's advocate sure. on, um, in this and in regards to, you know, text is kind of a sanctuary thing. Yeah. I think to me, you yep. know, if mm -hmm. I get really pissed and I don't get any, <laughs> I really don't get any solicitations really through text very often. So that's good. But mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I would be very reluctant to ever, uh, text a, a bunch of people. Now I do have the ability to text people when they fill out an application online. Mm -hmm. And, um, I use that sparingly mm -hmm. if, if maybe we're having trouble hooking up, but uh, talking, but, um, but do you mean, what, what's your thoughts on that subject? No, you're exactly correct. I wouldn't advise anybody to take a cold list of email or phone phone numbers and just start SMS texting them because then it's almost like your you know everybody likes loves those people that show up at your door and try and sell you solar or sell you something right those those door knockers or the info callers that call you and they're trying to sell you something right it's the same idea and and that's a numbers game i don't know what the percentage of conversion on that is but door knockers things like that it's got to be well below 1% of them actually getting people. So I would never advise. I think I would, for me personally, it's a waste of time for others. It isn't. You, you have call centers that are dedicated to that kind of stuff. And there's a whole business that surrounds the cold call and the door knock and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not saying that's bad or whatever, but for me, I would rather put my time. I'm, and it sounds like you too, Steven, you'd rather put your time in different things. So you're talking about getting an email through a application that a customer pulls in. I have an e-commerce store. When somebody buys something, they give me their email, they give me their, their phone number, email and phone number. So right. in that sense, for updates, product updates, things like that is a, is a great thing. 
I don't do a ton right now of SMS where you're going out proactively versus what we're talking about is updating the customer on their order and things like that. But just having the phone numbers is, is good too, just because you it's an asset. And if say along the line, a business wants to sell their business, that's an asset that is makes the business more valuable if you have customers' emails or phone numbers or whatnot. Uh, take me back three years ago when you were just starting to collect email addresses, so to speak, and 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 how it went through, like how you grew, not the list, how you grew your strategy. I mean, at first, what were you doing? And then how over the years, like how did it become more sophisticated? So, for example, uh, I think this is my third year of doing these podcasts. And I think this is like my 70th or something like that. Um, and um so, you know, every single time I do one, you know, relatively, I learn something new mm-hmm. and I improve it. And, you know, I've gone, gotten better at it over since my first one. There's been a progression of, you know, learning. If you can remember back to three years when you started saying, hey, you know, collecting emails is important. Mm-hmm. How can I do that? Tell me, you know, how you first started and then over a period of time, what were some of the things that you learned over that period of time? Right. Good question. And so three years ago is when I really amplified. I really, and, and I'll get into that in, in a little bit. Before before that, it was all search engine optimization. It was early on search engine optimization. You know, it's changed a little bit more over the last few years. And I was that was the only channel that I was using. It was good. I was creating content and this would this predates hittingperformancelab.com. I had another site called swingsmarter.com that was the info that I was teaching then is after I mean it was night and day what I teach now, what I teach now on the site. So I was doing a lot of SEO, a lot of content and we grew a list. We had about a 3500 3, or so at the time, but it would be I would add one I would add 5 and then I would drop 6 and I would add 5 and I would drop 3, you know. It was just it it didn't get any any bigger at that point. So then I thought about okay, went on to digitalmarketer.com. I'm a big fan of theirs and there was a there were a couple courses on there. I don't know if they still have them up, but they have courses like that where it was Facebook marketing. And three years ago, Facebook, I mean, you could get a, a good organic following by just having a fan page. People would show up, you put good content up and, and Facebook would push your stuff out there. And it, now it's not so much. So we have to be a little bit smarter with Facebook ads and things like that. And you just don't get that organic anymore. So what I started doing was I started running ads on Facebook. And it was, I took that for that first year that my list went from 3,500 to 15,000 within that first year. And, and people out there, you have to understand, and I'm talking about my hit, my baseball softball niche, which is the baseball softball niche, which is smaller than what you're, you're talking about, Steven, you're in financial, right? That's mm-hmm. a much bigger market. So we're talking a very small market that uh, niche wise than compared to some of the others people listening on this, I'm, I'm sure. So we took that list and we blew it up to about 15,000 within a probably a four month span, four or five month span, because that's what the baseball softball season is. It's generally, generally February, March. That's when March is about when the little league season starts. And then until about June is, is about that. That's the season. So six months, you know, four to six months is, is what we're talking. So the first year and then the second year, we just kept doubling or tripling what we had in our email, uh, the amount of emails that we had. I had gotten and over that span. And then 
publishing a book in January 2017 that ended up after a year became a, a Amazon bestseller in the baseball coaching niche that just tripled things. So it was almost like a domino effect. The Facebook ads were a big help and that really helped the way we our funnel, the way we had our funnel really grew the list, but then the book really helped grow the list as well, which we were also advertising on Facebook. You, the type of material that you're sending out to people, uh, uh, what, what, you know, I can see where it's pretty sticky, you know, honestly, I mean, mm -hmm. people who are in any type of sport, you know, their kids or their, their parents, you know, they're trying to read everything they can up on it. They see something that you're getting. Uh, I could imagine that your the open rate that you're getting, which I think you alluded to being 70%, I, thi I think, uh, you know, that that was what, like, am I right in saying that's, that, that it's pretty, your open rate is pretty good? Yeah. So what, what happens in, and people have to think about social media too. So you, Facebook considered social media. So it's called interrupt marketing. So you're, you're on, people are scrolling through their phone on their Facebook and they're looking at the, the, the dancing cats and the laughing babies and whatnot. And then they see, boom, there's your ad and it's interrupt marketing. So they aren't expecting that ad uh, when they see it. So it's a, there's a way to be able to break through create something, whether it's a, like for me in the beginning, it was a video. And what I teach on the, on the hitting side is we say it's human movement principles that are validated by science to hitting a ball. And in this, in, in this industry, science really isn't a, it's a forethought. It's more of opinion. It's I learned from so-and-so, or I read so-and-so's book or, and, and the so-and-so generally tends to be in the baseball silo of knowledge or the softball silo of knowledge. And there's no science uh, to it. So when I first, when I started, people weren't, I, this wasn't even on the radar, science and baseball, putting it together. So I had done a video that was add 40 feet to your batted ball distance. And I said, instantly, I got in trouble with that, with Facebook the first year, because they don't like those kind of words instantly, even though it is true, because I did a swing experiment where I, I took a hundred swings and compare uh, doing it one way and then 100 swings doing it the opposite way and showed with with data and numbers that this was actually true so this specific technique right hitting technique so that's that was the video and it just ex, that's what exploded so you're asking about stickiness and and getting that in and hopefully some out there that are listening to this are thinking about in their own industry in their own niche what they can put out there that is almost like an instant where your customer or your your prospect gets instant results in whatever it is that that you do, right? And then once you can give that for free, that one thing doesn't have to be your whole system. And I I would recommend not doing your whole system, selling that part of it, but giving them a little piece that gives them an instant instant win. They will share that, and that's what was happening. People were sharing it, and it was being shared on social media, being shared on email. It was being shared all over the place that video, but I was getting their emails every, every single time. And it was just make, it was greasing the shoot, making it easy for those people to do it. And then I had a uh, follow-up autoresponders in the back end that were, that were ushering people through. So you want to make sure you have the, the funnel set up in a way that is not too salesy, but has some nurturing as they, they come in so that you're not like, Oh, you know, they just sign up for your thing. And then you say, Hey, let's buy my, buy my hundred dollar product or my hundred dollar service right away. So you want to make sure you're nurturing them for a period of time, whether that's a week or two weeks, you know, in, in your industry out there, 
you guys are listening, whatever that looks like, but you want to nurture a little bit. And I've learned that over the last year or two is to nurture a little bit more. We've actually redone some of our email respond autoresponders to make it to where it's more nurturing because a lot of people like me are jumping on board now and trying to sell people on the same thing and they're going right into the sale. So then you set yourself apart by building the relationship, but the, the relationship part of it, that's what makes it sticky is you have to picture yourself like you're trying to create a relationship with that, with that person. Yeah. I'm thinking about my own stuff that we send out and you know, I, I do two different podcasts. I do the Entrepreneur MBA podcast and I do the um, a nonprofit MBA podcast for nonprofits because that's mm-hmm. one of our clients too. I'm awfully disappointed. Like I, I, I pick and choose which podcast I email out. Um, and so, you know, maybe I send one out every three weeks, right? But I do three podcasts a week, mm-hmm. right? For each episode. So uh, maybe two or three for each episode. Um and and I when I look at the numbers of uh, I I get about a fifteen percent open rate, mm-hmm. and you know and you know the 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 idea behind our podcast is we really don't send much else out through email. Uh, maybe once a quarter I'll send out an email saying, "Hey, if you're looking for a line of credit," or you know I don't say it like that, but yeah. You know, I'll do that. So it's pretty rare. And then, and then we have a drip campaign where every three months for someone who's qualified for a line of credit, who doesn't get it set up, then, then an automatically email goes out every three, every uh, 90, uh, 90 days to three, to three months. So 90 days to 120 days. Um, but I, I'm shocked that the, the material that I send out uh, for the podcast, uh, you know, gets a 15% open rate. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's, you know, it sounds like you're, I think that, uh, did you say, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that mm-hmm. you were getting a 70%. O- no. So what, so what it is, is I think uh, 70, 80, 90% on instant messenger for Facebook. So if you send out okay. uh, that kind of thing. So email, you're, you're about right in that in the average sweet spot. That's, that's that. normal. Yeah. Okay. So my, my open rates on the, on the hitting side of things are, they can be between, depends on the email, but you got to think about your emails too on what segment of your list you're, you're targeting, right? So for me and, and hitting and people out there can think about their own, their own industry and their own niche. Yeah, these but, are people who registered already. Right, right, right. I mean, so they didn't register for the nonprofit. They, they registered for a line of credit. Right. And, um, you know, they filled out an application. So, right. you know, it's not a cold, it's not a cold email. No, exactly. Right? It's a, it's a warmer email, mm-hmm. which is, which is good. So mine run between if I do a salesy email could be 8% open rate and then more of a content email where there's not selling might be more of a 15%, 12, 15%. So, and it also depends on, on the numbers. So if you have a, you know, a couple hundred people on your list, 15 is low. You're going to see more 30, 40%. But then as your numbers grow, you start going thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. Then now you're going to, you're going to come down to around that 12 to 15% with a good open rate. So part, part of the open rates are subject lines. I don't know if you, do you test your subject lines at all? No, you know, I, 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 
Listen, A-B testing is really important. I mean, you're an SEO guy. You know it is. Yeah. I, I don't really do a, a great job in A-B testing in anything, regardless mm -hmm. if it's SEO or email or anything like that. You know, like for today's uh, podcast, which today's I would probably send out because I think that people are very interested in it. Yep. Um, the subject line would be how to grow an email list from thousands to hundreds of thousands. That would be the subject line. Right. You know. So, so what I would do, so that's a good, that's a really good headline, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, the subject line, you want it to be smaller. You're, you're talking about, I try uh, and three to five words max in there because mm -hmm. people looking at it on their phone may not see the full subject line, right? It might not reveal yeah, the whole thing. I wouldn't so. say the how to, I would just probably, I take that out. But you're right. So, Say, uh, so your suggestion is to only go for a few, like grow, words. grow email, grow, grow email list from number to number, right? X yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. Y. That's right. what I would say. So that's, Say, that's good advice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, so keeping a, a shorter, punchier lines. I can send you something after this. I can send you. Um, I think uh, it's digitalmarketer.com, and they have a whole thing of different subject lines that you can try. And and they're talking about digital marketing and marketing in general. But you can fit it to to fit your own, what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just start testing those subject lines and what you'll find that you'll, your open rate will start to increase. Um, and what you want with the body of your email is you want the, the body of the email to get the click through, right? So you have open rate and then you have click through rate. And so your, your open rate, if it's 15% and then your click through rate might be 2%, right? So you, the email, the body of the email needs to sell the click needs to get them to click through and listen to the podcast or take the next action on the application, right? So you don't want to sell the, the email is not supposed to sell them. The body of the email is not supposed to sell them. It's just to, to get them to click to, to, and see what you have for them. And then your, the body of your page, the podcast page or application video, if you're maybe you're doing a video or something like that with content, that sells them on what you're trying to do. But the open rate is get, get, the, get the eyeball, get the attention and, the, and develop a little bit of interest. Then the body of the email is going to give them the interest and, and then the desire to, to click through, right? The, the IADA, the AIDA, right? Uh, call to action, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I would try that. I would try some testing if you can. I don't know if your email provider, whoever you use, if you can do split tests like with the subject lines. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. I'm or you really can sure. just send, you can send, you just send half and half. Yeah, yeah. 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 You can send half a list, uh, with a one subject line and the, uh, with subject line a, and then the, the half of the list with subject line B, right. Just do two different ones and then just compare, compare the, the two open rates. Yeah. I had the, the objectives I had with the emails that are going out was I did, I didn't want to send out an email like every month or whatever about getting a line of credit. You know, mm -hmm. I, so I said, okay, let me, uh, that's not the purpose of why we did the podcast, but the, the, the pod, so I said, okay, let me send the podcast out. And then below the podcast is, you know, the fact that we provide a line of credit, mm -hmm. right. And then below that is every episode of the past podcasts that we did. Because mm -hmm. I, you know, I, we've done, like I said, about 70 podcasts and, you know, I've always said this, if you are growing a business, all you need to do is listen to the the experts or guests that I bring on to these podcasts. Mm -hmm. If you listen to that, every single one of those podcasts, you are going to be really, really good at running a business because running a business, you, you, you know, no one teaches you. You mm -hmm. got to learn it on your own. Right. 
And so anyway, so that was, that's the thought process behind it. It was kind of, you know, keep your name in front of them, mm -hmm. give them something of value. Um, you know, and it's not, my company's doing very well, so it's not, but we, we can't really tie back results for how many deals we've closed, you know, because of the email campaign or, uh, you know, because they saw us again and again and again, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it would be an almost impossible for us to do that. I can know, I can see open rates and, and I can see those type of things. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, and, and then certainly, you know, the other, the other thing, the other third objective was, you know, they would forwarding that information mm -hmm. over to somebody else, mm -hmm. you know, another entrepreneur or another nonprofit, mm -hmm. you know, so, I mean, what, what's your, what's your comments on those type of things? So on lines of credit on the, on the people that come on, on your podcast, do you have a lot of people who have used lines of credit or you have helped? Like no, do you have case they're studies? All, they're all uh, entrepreneurs mostly who built their companies. So they're, you know, uh, or on the nonprofit side, mm -hmm. people who are consulting with nonprofits. So these are all, you know, successful people who have built their own companies. Right. You know, you, they're, they're, and they're, they're talking about something that they, they care about. Right. You Do know? you have case studies? Have you d gone on maybe podcasts with some of the, your clients case studies that you can use and you can email those out. So those are interesting things like whether it's testimonials, you know, you go to Amazon and you go to buy a book and First thing I go to is I look for Amazon reviews and I filter all all the products by, you know, four at least four stars, you know. So testimonials, case studies, that's even in the the search engine optimization business. People want to know yeah. are you are you successful in what you're doing and can I see you talk with clients that are doing that. So I think it's great that you're sending out that the podcast to your list. Um, I think adding some, some case studies and testimonials of past clients or current clients that are okay with that. And all you can, all you have to do is just get them on a call like this, talk for 20, 30 minutes and just asking them questions about how this helped, you know, what, what were the, the issues, the pain points early on, right? Because a lot of these business owners that are looking for that line of credit, especially right now with, with all the SBA things going on, some people aren't even getting money. And, um, you know, I think, I think getting, a line of credit for a business is huge. Like you said, getting it before you actually need it, because it's almost like when you need it, you can't get it. <laughs> when you don't need it, you can get yep. it. That's a see, that's the way the banks seem to work. Right. So, um, just giving people an idea of forethought and having that, and doesn't mean you have to use it, but it's just, you have it in, in, um, you know, just, just in case. case. And, and this is a mm -hmm. great time. Like I said, this is a great time for business lines of credit just because of the environment we've been in in the last couple of years. So people definitely need it. Uh, but then it's saying, okay, well, what does that process look like for a business owner? And a great way, again, to do that is case study. You just case study, yeah. you bring somebody on with you. And I'm sure you got plenty of those and oh, you yeah. probably have a lot of those. And then you have, you know, not everyone is going to want to get on with you and talk about it. And you're going to have a percentage of those that will. And all, I mean, shoot, all you need is probably three, four, five or half a dozen of uh, those. And then you just send those out. Maybe you do one of those uh, a month or two of those a, a month. And that's just another one that you can send out for uh, on the case studies. Um, that, that's yeah. just an idea. Yeah. The, um, this, uh, the, this is a tad off sub subject, but um, since, you know, I know you're uh, extensively involved with SEO. Did, do you think, do you think Google, so for our listeners, uh, Google looks at 200 different things mm -hmm. to determine 
uh, how they're going to rank your website or how they're going to rank your pages. Um, do you think one of those 200 things uh, is, are, is Google reviews themselves? So uh-huh. is it? I would say one of 10. So there's 200 things that you can do. And the only relevancy to the number, sheer number, because that can really overwhelm people. The only relevancy to that is if you're in a super competitive niche. So a good example, if we're talking plumbers, a plumber. Well, we're, we're very competitive. It's our niches. Financial. Right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. So, but, but you're not going to have to use all 200 of those. And you may not even need to use uh, 20 of those, but there's a top 10 that need to be used. And the, the easy low hanging fruit ones are uh, number one, making sure the keywords, whether it's a two to three keyword combo um, are captures what you're doing. So cre- you know, credit, uh, business credit, right? Lines yeah. of business credit, whatever those keywords would be. I haven't researched that yet. I haven't researched that yet. Um, but you find that keyword and then that is that shows up in your title tag in, in your website, right? Your title, your description, your head, uh, header ones, twos and threes. And um, so you have that showing up to Google knows what what your site is about and that it knows to, to rank it. Um, and then you have some backlinking and you have some, some other things. Uh, Google just recently over the last couple months really put a premium on site speed, site load speed. And it, mobile friendly has always been a thing with Google. You want to make sure sites mobile friendly, but getting your site, what's called AMPT, A-M-P, accelerated mobile page. I don't know if you've heard of that, Stephen. We, we use it. Yeah. Oh, you use it. Okay. So, so yeah, AMP- we're, we're really, our, our number one lead generation system is SEO. So we're extensively uh, and we've been doing it for a long time, but yep, good. Uh, but but just to go back to my original question, so you, I th- you you were shaking your head yes, and that is Google reviews. So if you have a yep. lot more Google reviews, you yep. think that that does affect? Oh yeah, search it because mm-hmm. the thing that you know I do quite often because I think part of the the uh, I think it's very important for people are looking for credibility mm-hmm. uh, in a company that we have a lot of Google reviews. So often I'll go back through our clients and I will ask them to give us a review as long as they're willing to give us uh, a, uh, a five star, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and if they're not, then I, you know, I want to know what we can do to fix it. But yeah. I, I don't, I honestly don't get those issues, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, our clients are, are, are really happy, mm-hmm. but um, so I, I, I was just kind of curious if, and you know, so for our listeners out there, it's a little bit off topic, but you know, you should be, no one just goes out there and gives you a review. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's pretty, mm-hmm. it's pretty rare. And in fact, if they do go out and do your, you know, the only people who give you reviews are the ones that are going to complain. So, you know, <laughs> you kind of got to get out there. And I, I learned this, I learned this 15 years ago or longer than that, 30 years ago when I was working for Xerox where, you know, Xerox would send these surveys out and part of our compensation was how much, uh, uh, clients, uh, uh, gave you positive reviews. Mm-hmm. And so we would uh, go to our clients before the surveys were mailed out. And we would say is, Hey, you're going to get the survey. Um, you know, can, can I ask, you know, are we doing a great job right now? Are we doing a good job? Are we doing a bad job for you? And that way you would get ahead of the game. And also you would ask them if they're really, really happy so that when they got the survey, you'd say to them, could you please fill it out for us and tell, you know, put on there what you're telling me. Right. Because that way, you know, because otherwise you'd get the one person who says, you know, they weren't happy with the company Mm -hmm. and then, you know, and then the other people wouldn't respond. 
mm-hmm. you know, and so this is, you know, something, but, um, yeah, you're right there. And there, and also too, you got to think about there, people use discernment. They're pretty good about that. I think in the, in the, for the most part. So one of the things that we, we talk to clients about and friends and that are in business on Amazon, if you're looking for a good product to either sell yourself or just to buy the, don't look at just the five stars and the one stars, right? Those are the ones, like you said, you got the complainers that are, th- th- those are the hot emotional ones. Yeah. If, you, yeah, if, yeah. if you're make, maybe making a product, it's good to look at just those ones because you can get an idea of what the work, you know, what the dysfunction of the product is and then what people don't like above everything else and what they really do like, you know, but people are pretty good about discerning when they're going to go in on a service or they're going to buy a product about looking at different things. And so that's why some people out there, hopefully people out there are giving a good service and giving a good product, a good quality product, good quality service. So they're, but like you said, there's going to be some negative responses out there. Um, That's why I think having a potpourri of different things, having a case, having case studies up, you know, stars are good, but, but being able to, uh, testimonials, actual written testimonials, maybe with a picture, if you can, um, with the email, you know, all that kind of stuff with the customer's name, because people will discern, they'll, they'll look at the, say, if you got a average three and a half star on Google reviews or something or Yelp or whatever it is, they'll, they'll see that and they might, uh, but then if you got a bunch of testimonials that are from customers and then you have uh, case studies, actual video case studies or audio case studies, they're going to, they're going to listen to that stuff. If they, you know, if you got a pretty good product, they can see from the front face it's a good product, but the only thing that's bad are a couple of these reviews. People are, I think, pretty discerning about that. You, uh, you, you've mentioned them are time videos. I, um, you know, I just got, I just, I had a, 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 a guest on one of my podcasts and he mentioned two companies. One, what's called, one was called Loom. L L O M. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, mm-hmm. and it was. I'm, I'm looking into it now. Um, I love video because like I, I happen to be a visual learner, so for me, video is kind of uh, important. And and for those of you who are out there, you should know that YouTube is the second biggest search engine in the world. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's for because people like me. I mean, I, I if I want to learn something, I go right to YouTube. Yep. But, um, but so Loom, for for those of you who are out there, and this does relate to email, is the ability to um, to really put video in more into your emails or to describe like a proposal. That's how we want to kind of use it. When we send out our offer letter to our line of credit, we want to embed, uh, you know, uh, someone talking about all the details in regards to the line of credit, the questions that are asked mm-hmm. that you know, we can, that we can answer for them. Um, so are, when you are putting videos into your emails, are you doing it through like YouTube? Are you using a product like loom? What do you, what are you doing? Well, a really easy one for people. If maybe some are out there sensitive to, to cost or what I don't know, YouTube's not, doesn't cost anything, but some okay. of these other ones, they're really good loom and they do some, some cool stuff. Uh, but what you can do is you can create a, people are, familiar with the giffies, right? The moving giffies, the, the memes that are out there. Well, you can create just a four to four to five second video of your video. And then you can put, and you can hire somebody if, if people out there listening aren't tech inclined, you can hire somebody on Fiverr to do this for you. Um, but then have in big red letters, click to play and have an arrow that's pushing down uh, in the center with the play button. 
there, right? So you got the video that's looping, four or five second video that's looping, and you don't want any more than that uh, seconds wise because then it, it makes it load slower. So you want to do four to five seconds looping video, try and clip a, a part of the video where because they're not going to have the sound. There's going to be no sound. They're just going to see it. So where people are going like, you know, they're doing stuff with their hands where they're, or they're, or you can, you can put something in the video that makes it attention grabbing so that they go, what is he doing? Or what is she doing? And then, then they click to go over. So that is really effective. I do that. I do that on most of my, my emails that, that go out because you, you catch their people's attention and it's just a looping gift. <laughs> Do you, uh, do you work with a graphic designer to do that stuff or you do it yourself? So if it's really like that, I can do myself. I can do that pretty quickly, but I know some out there it's, I remember being on that side where I wasn't very good at that kind of stuff and it would take me hours to do, or you know, like, like you said, go on YouTube and you kind of figure it out and that kind of thing. But you, Fiverr is great for that. I do have a graphic designer now that can do that kind of stuff and, and she does it in her sleep. I mean, she, what would take somebody at, 30 minutes to put together, she can do it like in a couple minutes. So it's worth sometimes to pay the money, especially if you have a schedule of these posts going out, these email posts, and you have maybe a four or five, six videos that you're going to have scheduled out, then you just, you can have them do it and they can do it with within 20, 30 minutes and it's all, it's all done and you pay them whatever, 16 bucks or yeah, 20 my, bucks. My issue is not like that stuff like, you know, we can do, I just, you know, I don't always like the quality of what we do with it. You know, like mm. I, I want it to look yep. a little more professional. Of course, you know? of course. You know, and uh, so that's that's the reason I was asking yep. is, you know, do you, you know, do you do, do you use your graphic designer for this because they can just do it uh, uh, at a higher quality fashion sure. than what a, you can do because, they, you know, that's their job. Yep. So if that's your um, industry, right? So when I talk about hitting, I'm all we're talking about parents, team coaches, and instructors, and they're very savage caveman like. So yeah, you can do something. It almost is like the, the very sophisticated drives them away when yeah. it's super polished. It drives them away. They think you're, yeah. trying, you know, they, because it's like that. Easton and Louisville. It's like the big companies are like that. And so they, they're very eerie, uh, get a little skittish when they see that, but in the financial industry, in the real estate industry, no, you, kid, yeah. yeah, professional, when well, you want it to yeah. be professional, polished and that whole thing. Cause that's what your, where your credibility comes from. So I agree yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we have a couple of minutes left. So any other advice you have from going from, you know, uh, thousands to hundreds of thousands? I mean, is, is email your biggest lead generator? Yeah. E email is my favorite. And and I just actually talked with a, a fellow coach who's putting together a product and things like that. And he, he was, he's got his product done and he's getting ready to, to go to market with it. And he was asking me what to, what to start with. And I said, I told him, I said, email needs to be your, your main or your core operating system. That is, that is at the center of everything and then everything else out. So whether it's social media, whether it's Facebook ads, whatever it is that you're driving eyeballs to that post that has that what they call Johnson boxes where people opt in, right? So that's all pushing into that email because you need that email in order to, to communicate with people and, and share your, your products or your services with them. So my, my loose outline of what I would do is social media is a constant drumbeat. So you, you constantly want to be putting stuff up on Facebook and then, or any of them using Hootsuite, you can schedule out and you can link it to all your different social media sites, you know, Instagram and all that kind of stuff. But it has to be a constant drumbeat. If it's four posts a day or three posts a day or five posts a day, stick to that, have different posts 
And uh, you, you definitely want to have people going to your site more often and on your site when they land there, you have an option for them to to opt into your email, whatever it is. So if you're giving them a free report about how to do X, Y, Z, make sure it's super juicy, make sure it's a small sliver of your whole system, but it is a big part of your, your system so that people go, wow, Steven really crushed it with this. Like I was able to, in the, in the business line of credit thing, if it's cleaning up your credit, if it's, you know, there's so many different aspects to that, that you can give them upfront as a freebie so that you earn their trust. And then once you got that, then you can start moving down your email sequences into other, other, um, things, right. But you can do that. Like I did with Facebook ads is drive eyeballs to a specific ad that promises how to do X, Y, Z. Once you, once you get them in there and that could be about a 50% conversion rate. That's what I was getting at least 50% conversion at that page, driving them from cold traffic, interrupt marketing from Facebook to that page. I was getting about a 50 plus percent conversion rate on that. Then that's the email that I'm getting. And then from there, then you do your nurture sequence where just picture yourself as you're trying to almost white glove their experience through your company and your service and leading them with information. And hey, if you need any help with this, if you need any questions, I can answer. Great book to check out. I, I read it about uh, four or five months ago is how to never, or it says never lose a customer again. And the guy's name is Joey, Joey Coleman or Joe Coleman and awesome book. And it teaches you that whole sequence. I would, for those out there are super busy, don't want to read that whole book, do audio, right? Two times audio, um, or get the cliff notes, find out where you can get the cliff notes. I, I, I have those. And I, that's when we started going through our email sequences and redoing those to more of a nurturing style. And then, you know, we soft and we get into a soft close towards the end of that as we're, as we're doing instead of like a upfront hard close. So that's what I would recommend doing the Facebook, ads, driving them to, uh, how to do X, Y, Z. And then on the back end, on the email side, nurture, and then soft, soft close into getting them into your, your product or service. But there's a lot of cool ways that Joey, Col Joey, uh, Coleman goes through in that book, never lose a customer again. That is, um, it's really cool. It, it, it opens your eyes to that whole, and, and that's referral is one of the best things you can do. And that's, that's a big part of it. It doesn't cost you anything for people to refer clients. So that's, that's my suggestion. Good stuff. I, I, uh, that's all the time we have for today. Yep. I, I just want to comment. I know those of you who listen to this podcast often, you know, we, we have thousands of people that are listening to him every single one. So it's, you know, it's great. Um, you know, that I'm a huge proponent of the number one thing that almost every business needs to do is have a lead generation system. Mm -hmm. You, you, you'll just never reach that $10 million mark. Uh, if you are just not really having that down to a science and you can see Joey, uh, I could, he's spending at least 50% of his time in lead generation services, mm -hmm. um, you know, really working. I'm talking about for his company, right. Mm -hmm. For driving leads, knowing where everything's coming from. I can always tell because you, you know, they, they know where everything's working and they'll have the leads are being generated in the flow. They need the numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, you know, so I, you know, I think Joey is a good example of what I really believe. I think, believe a, a business is made or, or fails based on its 
quote unquote marketing and mm-hmm. I call that lead generation. So good stuff. I, uh, good stuff. I yeah, uh, thanks, learned Steven. a lot today. I, I'd very much like to say, thank uh, Joey Meyer from lead generation SEO services for coming on today's podcast. If you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend and also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. And of course, if you're looking for a line of credit for your business, you can call us at 862-207-4118 or visit our website at FS creditline.com. Joey, if anyone wants to reach you, how would they go about doing that? Thanks, Stephen. Yeah. So they can go to leadgenerationseoservices.com and that SEO is for search engine optimization. And if you're interested in SEO, we have a free SEO audit that you can just put your your company, your URL into, and it'll email that to you. So you don't have to worry about us kicking it out. It's all emailed to you. If you want to take a next step and you want to see how it looks to do business with us in SEO, then we can schedule a 30 to 60, 60 minute demo and we can, it's all free and we'll try and see if we can fix some of the low hanging fruit uh, beforehand and, you know, no, no cost to that. And if you want to take the next step and say, okay, Hey, I'm sold. I, w- I want to sign up. I, I love what it looks like to do business with you. Um, we have a $200 off coupon for that first month and a $300 coupon off for the first month for our two, our two plans. So if you want to take that next step, get you in, um, SEO generally is a longer term play. So we're looking at, and it's not just because, you know, we want all the you on for four to six months, but it's going to take four to six months to get some traction depending on where you're at. If you've done a bunch of SEO work, you're going to be farther along in that and your site is older and more seasoned. Um, but it, it, it'll depend, but the, it's more of a long-term play and you have to think about SEO in that term. It's the foundation of the house and you want to make sure you have that foundation poured and you have that solid part of the lead coming in, the leads coming in from organic search. Um, and then when you add Facebook ads or you, and then you got your email marketing, that's all extra coming in. So we're like Steven said, you want to have a solid repeatable lead generation process when, when you have your business or, or you don't have a business. So thank you. So all social media, just search lead generation SEO services, but thanks Steven. Yeah, sounds good. So if our listeners are listening, uh, are interested in getting any new business ideas, I tweet daily about lessons for business owners at S Halasnik. That's uh, my name, S as in Steve, H-A-L-A-S-N-I-K. All of you, uh, thank you for listening and have a fantastic day.